Welcome to Trauma-Informed Parenting, where you can find information about adoption, foster care, parenting a child with a capital letter syndrome such as ADD, ADHD, FASD, SPD, on the spectrum, etc., and trauma-informed parenting, all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker, but more important than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos with trauma histories and capital letter syndromes. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Trauma-Informed Parenting, a Coffee Break Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to this episode of Trauma-Informed Parenting. This week, we are starting a new series. We just finished up our series on Why Isn't My Child Listening? And... The, the reason that I recorded that series is that was from a survey that I took on my email list and on the Trauma-Informed Support Group online, which you can join. I will link that in the show notes. All you have to do is answer a few simple questions and you're in. Today, I'm starting a series called Why Traditional Parenting Doesn't Work and What Does Work. Right now, you can get this chapter by the same name on the website. Just go to the homepage, traumainformedparenting.com, and click that. I To get your chapter, you can get this whole chapter, which is from my book, How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos. And I decided to start with giving this chapter away for free because the, the question I get asked most is what about the behavior? And there's usually a more specific question about a specific behavior, but how can I stop this behavior? Or like the question that I was answering in the series before, why isn't my child listening? Why can't he regulate? Why doesn't he understand? Why can't he calm down? I just want to say the reason that your child can't, let me emphasize the word can't, do those things is because traditional parenting doesn't work. Now, you may be asking yourself, well, what does that even mean? What is traditional parenting? Well, maybe think back to the way that you were parented or even the way that maybe you have seen on sitcoms, TV, um, I guess sitcoms isn't even a word anymore, (laughs) just TV shows where the the discipline was always punitive and lectures. And I'm thinking about shows where the parents would sit down with the child and they would have this long lecture and just, you got it, you know, you got it. Or a punitive, we're removing these things, we're taking all of these things away. Or the response of, you should have known better, that kind of response, which is, to me, ridiculous, because how could they know better if we haven't taught them better? (laughs) 
So that's what really inspired me to write this particular chapter and to start with this series is we have ways of parenting that were handed down to us or now that you've learned on TikTok or Instagram and we just think they're the way to do it. And maybe you've recently found out that your child has a capital letter syndrome, ADD, ADHD, FASD, SPD, or on the spectrum, and I could just keep going for five minutes. And I talked about that in one of my episodes explaining, I think it was the introductory episode when this podcast went live again because I took a break. But um, any of those capital letter syndromes, and you are just scratching your head going, well, wait a minute, this kind of parenting that I'm doing right now is not working with that particular child, but it's working with some of my other kiddos, and I don't understand why. And there are several reasons why. And like I said, download your chapter so you can follow along because I'm not going to get through this chapter today. I will try to cover a few of the reasons why traditional parenting doesn't work. And I hear your hearts cry. I hear you, Mom, because you've messaged me and said, it's so frustrating because when you go out in public or you go to a family event and people are saying to you, family members, friends, and even strangers, you just need to discipline that child more. You just need to make that child shape up while your child is on the floor hitting his ears, unable to regulate. Not helpful. Not cool. I understand. Been there. More than once. Many, many times. And, and that's why I wanted to talk about this topic. Because not only can you listen, you can take this episode and say, Hey, Mom, Dad. Would you listen to this? Or you can even get them to, if they're readers, download this chapter and read it for themselves. Doesn't mean everybody is going to change their mind. Doesn't mean they're all of a sudden going to say, oh my gosh, you were so right. But every little bit counts. I can tell you honestly, after we adopted a sibling group of four amazing humans, I was trying traditional parenting, which wasn't working very well with my oldest bio child anyway, because she was on the spectrum. So I just want to reassure you that you can relearn how to parent. You can relearn new ways to parent because it isn't the goal to connect with your child isn't the goal to make the best possible environment for your child, isn't the goal to raise an adult who has regulation skills, coping skills, can interact in this world and have a purpose in this world without feeling ashamed and less than. Because if you take it from the child's perspective, And I know I talk about capital letter syndromes, but I don't go around labeling 
My children did not have a t-shirt with a label on it. Well, they didn't like the labels in the back anyway. But anyway, you know what I mean. You do, it's not so your child has a label. It's so that you can understand the world that your child lives in, how they view the world, how they see things, how they feel things, how they perceive things, how they navigate. And once we get into that label world where we're saying, well, um, he has this, so blah, blah, blah. And we've all heard it. We've all heard it. That child has this, and that's why he's like that. And that's why he'll never make anything of himself. Well, that is absolutely untrue and ridiculous. Everybody has value. Everybody has worth. And as parents, or, or maybe you're a counselor, or a teacher, or a psychologist, whatever you are, and you're attempting to help these kiddos from where they are, you meet them where they are. So we need to learn new ways of coming alongside them. We need to learn new ways of parenting. That does not mean giving them complete control. That would be a disaster. Okay, I'm getting a little bit off track here. But I'm going to share a little bit, I already have, but a little bit more about why traditional parenting doesn't work. And I will be 100% honest, and this is in the chapter, I will confess, when it comes to parenting kids who have experienced trauma, I struggle with imposter syndrome. I, I mean, I ask myself, like, how can I help other parents? Like, why am I even doing this podcast? I can't, I'm not perfect. Or sometimes when I have, I didn't even do it well. Like, I failed miserably. Number one, number one, and probably maybe the only one is like for this point, we need to let go of the myth that perfect parents exist. Now, I am glad that people are beginning to say that because when I first started saying this out in public and maybe at workshops and speaking events, like nobody was saying that. It was there's so much pressure to have it all together, to be the perfect parent, to be the great mom. But underneath, that mom was feeling stressed and overwhelmed. Let me add that even though there are no perfect parents, there can be proactive parents. We can be reparenting parents. We can be parenting with a new set of beliefs based on what we have learned, parents. And that is totally different than just saying, well, I can't be perfect. Therefore, you're just going to have to deal with it, kids. No, that doesn't, that's not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm talking about is shifting your mindset from, you're going to listen to me no matter what, which is traditional parenting, to what does this child need in this moment or what's going on inside of his brain, or what is it that he can't cope with right this moment that I can help him cope with. So that, like I said, that's a number, number one. Like, there are no perfect parents. 
And here is, is something that we need to remember as hard as it is. And this one was really hard for me to accept. Traditional parenting is for securely attached children. Okay, so in my mama mind, it was like all of my kids are securely attached because I'm a good mom. But it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. We can get this picture in our minds of, you know, kids just being loving and cuddly and many of them are, but some of them are not. Some of them are prickly and don't listen for those reasons I talked about in the other podcast. Go back and listen to those. I'm not going to get into that now. Any sort of parenting requires a foundation of connection with the child. Now, I am not just talking about foster and adoptive children. I'm talking about kiddos that you have raised from birth that have a capital letter syndrome, which is trauma, by the way. I wrote a whole, and I'll link that in the show notes, I wrote a whole um, article on that, how having a capital letter syndrome is trauma because they view the world's the world differently through a different lens. They may not receive the signals the way we receive them in our mind, in our body. So it's difficult for them and they're feeling like they're on the outside and trying to figure out what's going on. Raising my hand here, I've dealt with that myself. So that connection comes a little easier for kids who haven't experienced trauma. Now, if you know all about that cycle of connection, and I'll have to find that graphic and put it in at least the show notes or the weekly email, but you know how when a baby is born, okay? This is how the attachment cycle goes. We're talking about attachment, which is connection. The infant expresses a need and the mother meets the need or the caregiver meets that need and there is that cycle of attachment that is formed over and over again. There's a need, the baby cries, the need is met, more attachment. The baby cries, the need is met, there's more attachment. And it looks a little differently in a toddler but it's still happening. Toddler can't cope, they can't regulate. Mother takes the baby, rocks the baby to sleep, reads a story, rocks it to sleep for a nap. You know, the toddler um, gets the, the toddler a snack when they're unable to regulate because they know, oh, this child hasn't eaten for at least an hour, so they're hungry. All those sorts of things, those are connecting, 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 connecting. And the attachment cycle goes over and over and over again. Okay? So that's in a neurotypical child. But if you have a neurodivergent child, so I'm saying the capital letter syndrome, that cycle, although you are completing it over and over and over again, it feels broken to them. And I will get to that in a little bit why because I'm running out of time, I will kind of have to really hone in on that subject next week, is why is it broken? 
Why, when we are trying everything within our power to make sure that child is connected to us, why isn't it working? Because that is part of parenting, right? And we can end up feeling like a failure. We can end up feeling like we did something wrong, like we, our parenting gene is broken, and it's not. I promise you, it's not. And I will talk more about that next week, why that is. Okay? I don't, I feel like I can't end this podcast, even though I have an interview in 15 minutes. I don't want to end on a sad or bad note. I want to encourage you that there is a reason for that, and it's not your fault. And I'm going to, in this series, address that more how you can help your kids, and how you can parent them in a new way, in a way that's going to require you to shift your mindset, but you're going to see the results when you invest in it. You will see the results in your family having more peace, in that child feeling more heard, understood, and loved. Because isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want for our kiddos? So like I said, I didn't want to finish up on that note. And I will talk more about why they're not connecting when they have a capital letter syndrome. So let me just end on this one. Traditional parenting tends to swoop in and fix the immediate problematic behavior, right? Be quiet now. Behave in the store. Don't embarrass me. It's like it's you're just trying to fix the problem right that second, and often it has to do with us. It's not necessarily that the child is doing something horrifically rebellious. It's just in that moment we want that behavior to stop. And traditional parenting relies a lot on that swoop in and just stop the behavior. But long term, it's not really helping. It's hurting. It's a short term approach. And it definitely doesn't work with kids who have experienced trauma or who have a capital letter syndrome. Instead, and this is a really good point to end on, instead you need to take the time to consider the need behind the child's behavior and focus on the ultimate goal of connection. I'm going to finish up with just, I keep saying I'm going to finish up. (laughs) I just keep talking. I am going to finish up. And I want to give you one little assignment for today. If you would, and if you'd like to feel more connected to your child today, Ask them what they would like to do. I'm not talking about go to Disney World. I'm talking about what would they like to do for half an hour or whatever your time allows or uh, or an hour. Would they like to go on a bike ride? Would they like to play with Legos? Would they like to hike? Would they like to show you all of their little cars? Would they like, you know, what would they like to do? And just do it. Just do it. Because 10 years from now, 
Will that thing that you think that you have to do right now matter? Or will you have rather spent your time building a memory with your child that they will look back on that day? Remember, Mom, when I said I wanted an ice cream sundae in the middle of the day and we did it. We made them. So that's all for today, and I hope you do the homework assignment. And if you did, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, and I will put my email address in the show notes. And thanks for joining me today. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trauma-Informed Parenting. Make sure you subscribe on TraumaInformedParenting.com to receive a free resource and receive a newsletter plus updates when books or new courses are released. Also, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, or Spotify and leave a review so other listeners can find trauma-informed parenting and know the value of the show. You're welcome to send me an email to contact at traumainformedparenting.com.